My name is Jacob. I'll be hosting for this uh, six-hour session. Uh, joining me is Nate <laughs> and Jacob. We got an unprecedented three-crew podcast. What's this up, This is fellas? the smallest it's ever been. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I, I remember uh, it was probably in between episodes one and two of this podcast. Uh, Evan B. and I, we try to do a podcast by ourselves. Uh, and I, we had like... His old housemate Adam popped in, and I think Zeph also popped in, maybe Phoebe, and it was 30 minutes, and it was just, like, bad. And so we were <laughs> like, all right, uh, we, we finished recording, and then I was like, should we delete that? And he was like, yeah, probably. So then we deleted it. <laughs> well, if anyone serious? wants to know the truth, Tater Todd sent out an email to the best folks of the Brew Crew podcast, the most intelligent ones, the ones who were most loyal to the podcast, and said, hey, Most dedicated. you folks are the ones that make this podcast work. I want a three-person three, uh, three person podcast this week. Uh, and he basically kicked everyone else out until yeah. next week. So this uh-huh. is a special day yeah. for us, and we're thankful for Tater Todd producing these wonderful podcasts. And, uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. Yeah. Big shout-out to Tater, Tater Todd. Todd. Yeah. Big bald-headed dude, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing well. He, he actually just... Um, I had a daughter. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. He's first time dad. And he sends me cute photos of him not knowing what he's doing. And it's it's awesome. (laughs) Wow. Congratulations, Tater Todd. This is where our other producer puts in clapping sounds for the sound effects. Yeah. We don't even know the intern producer's name. That's how how low he is in the hierarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so let's bring us in. Yeah, what do we got? Yeah, you had an idea of something to talk about. Yeah, it was was just like a a general question of what would you you do in your life if you had the ability to choose whatever it was that you wanted? So this could be like your dream job or a a certain lifestyle that you'd want to lead. And it's kind of, it's a really wide range of, of things that you could choose but i decided to be a, a fun one to do so so what do you have in mind like what what's uh one aspect that you're thinking of specifically so one aspect would be uh, more specifically for me is like what my dream job would be and for that it would it would be uh basically a, a food critic um mm. or oh, a yeah, food yeah. explorer going around the world trying to to try like different cuisines like anthony bourdain style anthony oh yeah i i love watching him and also um andrew zimmerman or actually sorry andrew zimmer i think is his his last name you know all you have to do is get yourself a camera and get five thousand bucks and travel the world when covid's done people do it on youtube (laughs) all the time (laughs) there are literally youtubers out there that do that i know i I, make money i watch a, a couple different people that do it and it's it just looks like so much fun because you're incorporating two different like two of my favorite things together Mm -hmm. and i just i think that'd be so amazing 
Yeah, that's that's a that's a neat idea, especially because you know we all love food, but I know you love food. Uh, uh, like there's a certain level of loving food that that we like. Jacob Novak yeah. and I, I'm pretty sure we like food, but then there's then there's then Jacob, you who, who had who like a huge box of spices and yeah. had his huge box of spices and would do anything to try different things, and sometimes they were horrible. The first, the one time what? you mixed tea, what? the one time this you mixed tea out. and coffee together, just tea to try it. When did, I, when did I do that? That was Evan. No, that was you. It was your what? little cast iron teapot thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. So all it I'm all comes is, spilling out. There hey, are sometimes that's... when when trying new things and testing things out is well worth it because you made some phenomenal food living together let let me just say sometimes it doesn't work all that well that was just me like messing around and that that's not any cooking that that's just i don't know i i compared to you nate who worked as a barista yeah i don't even drink coffee that's true (laughs) well i just thought i'd bring that up because not many folks have (laughs) tried tea and coffee together at the same time and i'm not saying that that's the one thing that defines you no I think that's a trait in you uh, about food that is so compelling that you're willing to do anything to test something out or mess around with something, you know? It, it speaks to your cool. adventurous nature. Sure does. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. And uh, a part of it, yeah, is my, my curiosity of, of trying new cuisines because I'm always trying to incorporate that into what I cook. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think a lot of American food is very, very bland oh sure thing and just figuring ways to, to make <laughs> oh, wait, hey jacob you you in college you used to just do rice and oh yeah yeah and yep, the, the, right. the hot sauce that hot no sauce. it wasn't it's not hot sauce because that's not really pepper it's uh oil laogang ma yeah it, it was yeah laogang ma which i didn't even delicious. know how to describe it uh, like it, it's like an oily, peppery sauce thing that you you put on yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's something that makes yeah. everything better. It, it absolutely well, does, and I stand the, by that. The, but Jacob, Jacob, you when we were in uh, Morocco together, uh, did you enjoy the the ethnic food there, the the cuisine there? Because some of that <laughs> stuff was fantastic. It was, yeah. Some of it also went right through your body if you weren't used to that. Yeah, uh, and actually that's the thing. Yeah, there was a time in Morocco where I believe it was you, me, and Harry were together. And I think Sam, friend of the show, uh, was also there. Uh, Friend of the pod. And and what was it? We were at some restaurant. We were spending the day in Tangier, I think it was. Yep. And uh, we were sitting at a restaurant, and we all got the same thing. It was... uh, (laughs) I don't even remember what it was. What it was. It was some kind of chicken and vegetables. Yeah. Uh, it was a tagine. Yes, that's right. That's what it's called. Uh, and we all had it, and it was good. And uh, <laughs> then the next morning, I woke up uh, with, to be discreet, uh, <laughs> leaking from both ends. <laughs> I, I What? What? I was, I was puking Wait, I and I was hear... pooping. <laughs> I haven't heard about this. Yep, you did it? Yep. It, yeah. Yeah. I was, no. <laughs> I was a. 
And uh, Harry and I, we were completely fine. Yeah, you guys were fine. I just woke up and I and I just went straight to the toilet and I threw up and uh that was uh the day that we spent about eight hours on the bus going from one end oh, of Morocco to the other. Yeah. And yep. so it was definitely rough. But like it honestly kind of was a blessing because since it was eight hours on the bus, um, we there's like a whole issue where there was like some debate of whether there's a lack of planning for that day because people didn't have <laughs> anything to eat for lunch and stuff. But right, I was right, fine right. because I couldn't eat anything. Couldn't eat anything. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that did mean I, I missed there's like a big gathering uh, in dinner uh that night once we got to where we were heading um i don't remember the name of that city that was like the super old school medieval style uh oh, city. yep 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 uh, that was um wasn't casablanca it was the medina 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 no, yeah the medina was like the name was, of that but, city center uh, I yeah i forget yeah i forget what um, but anyways that yeah. would be kind of the downfall of that that job right Oh. Traveling the world, eating ethnic food and, and then or or cultural food that you're not used to, your body's not used to. Sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Like uh, when I uh, had planned on studying abroad in India, my advisor was like, "Hey, just so you know, for like the first <laughs> month, you're gonna be shitting your brains out the entire time. <laughs> you just <laughs> just know <laughs> that's college for you folks. When your your advisor says, be prepared for the shits." Yeah. I, I remember when uh, we came back from Vietnam, uh, basically everybody in choir was like, like we we weren't pooping solid for like two weeks. You know, I mean, it was all delicious, so it was worth it. But. Oh, get out of here. You can't say delicious and not pooping solids in the same sentence. <laughs> oh, yes, you, you totally can. No, you can't. Uh, no, you I, I, I think I, there's a semicolon. I think it's acceptable. This is okay. This, show. I mean, <laughs> this happens to me all the time because I'm, I'm eating. What the do you mean ghost... it happens to you all the time? <laughs> ghost peppers and Carolina Reapers. <sighs> I have them like most times with my dinner, but then it, when I is, have this is a, a lot, it's this just is a talking point in itself. You. First of all, why on earth would you ever eat those? Second of all, do they even taste good, or do you just like? telling people that you eat them no they actually taste amazing no. so once you're used enough to the spice they actually part an amazing killing your your tongue cells your taste buds <laughs> no. so much that, yes it's not being a wimp no you cannot <laughs> you cannot say that those two things together being a wimp versus in eating peppers it's it's called it's called it's called just uh sanity yeah, it's. I feel like if my mouth hurts and it doesn't taste good, it's not meant to be in there. But it it does taste really good. That's that's the thing. I know. It, I think it it's tastes... Stockholm syndrome for your mouth. Amazingly, <laughs> fruity. You eat them so much that your your body and your mouth thinks it's good. Well, part of it is uh, adrenaline that you get from from it. Hmm. I can and, think of uh, other ways to get adrenaline rush other than having my mouth catch on fire, but I'm interested to hear the rest of that. Yeah, the adrenaline, then like the the calm after that, you just feel amazing. Okay, until the you calm actually, after actually... When, when the heat goes out of your mouth, I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. Cool. No, it's it's only like a couple of minutes. 
Really? Doesn't and have then the oils. It's the the second round where you're just regretting your life. I mean, so not that's, only do that's you do it, in, you do it one time, but then you do it again. <laughs> uh, you're not helping your point there, buddy. But the flavor, honestly, is really really amazing. Once well, you, the next time we're together to and you make, uh, you can make something out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm I will gladly give it a try, and and I will have ice cubes and milk right next to me, <laughs> uh, because I hear that's good. Yeah, but honestly, I, I will say that you two were always very adventurous, which is great. I think our entire house for food, we're, we're open to having almost anything. Yeah. And that and that's, didn't, that's pretty rare. That used yeah. to not be the case for me. I used to be super picky uh, growing really? up. Yeah, I think it wasn't until when I spent a roughly year in Boy Scouts where we cooked all kinds of things while camping. Uh, that I like truly became adventurous just because I needed to, because there's nothing else to eat. Uh, packs, baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so that that's really when I started being like, you know what, I can't eat things other than bagels. And it's a shame. It's a shame. Bread. Yeah, I, I, all I'm saying is it's a shame that that uh, that some kids grow up without being able to try other foods because food is such an important part of being a human right and yeah. experimenting with different flavors and foods and jacob uh latour you you've always you've embodied that to another level and the reason i eat the way i eat which is everything is because growing up in a household of i had four siblings there's a household of seven people myself included and most of the food came from the garden and at that age you know veggies and stuff like that which was a staple of my diet just didn't taste good. And so the food didn't taste all that great, but that was the food we had. So I ate it. And so Mm. then going and, you know, then after I left the house for college and stuff, any food after that just tasted awesome. It had more salt (laughs) in it, it had more sugar in it, had more spices in it. And it was, I just eat everything. And it's because of the way I grew up. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Yeah, no, it definitely is. Jacob, for, for your thing, I, I'm just picturing you like as a Boy Scout in the woods eating like a raw squirrel's heart. <laughs> that just kind of like hardens you into to being open to eating anything. He was hunting the squirrel with a sharpened stick. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But that, we we got pretty off topic from from the initial question. Um, yeah, but that's you know part of what we do here at the yeah. at Brew Crew part of the charm um, but was there anything you wanted to add to that jacob uh latour uh no i mean for me that's that's what i would really love to do i think that would be so much fun the only the only caveat is i'd want to do it with someone else and oh yeah i yeah i, I wouldn't be able to be alone traveling the world are you are you a fan of traveling alone or do you like being accompanied with others i like being in the company of others Uh uh-huh yeah i i I would much rather that than being alone the Um, yeah the thing about that in my experience of traveling was and i studied abroad twice essentially and when i studied abroad i was alone i I went to areas where there weren't other uh, americans for the most part uh, let alone people who spoke English. 
but they they I was able to get around and, and there were enough English speakers in in the Europe part of Europe that I was in. But when we went on those choir trips or when I visited friends when I was in Europe, it was such a blast, like not having to think about yeah. every single thing that you do. Like being in a, it went so just my experience being in a train station in in Germany uh, and not having any idea what's going on yeah. <laughs> and having to get on a train at a certain time to get to a flight in another city somewhere is just a whole nother level of stress and just being with somebody to kind of share that stress uh, is actually really kind of it was like very beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I do just wonder like if. Being by yourself and making more adventurous. Oh yeah, it's more adventurous, but you only realize it after the fact. I think you go through the adventure with so much stress. At least this is my lived experience. I would do a lot of adventurous things, but something was always on my mind. I always had to figure out when I was getting back, how I was getting back, where I was going to the next thing. But, but now that it's been a year or two since I was on those trips, I look back and I think those were the that was the time of my life. I absolutely enjoy enjoyed every second of that but then living in that moment of traveling and doing that it's kind of stressful like late night train rides and plane rides and not knowing the language and trying to get around it's different yeah and, I, and the, uh it is interesting because I, I was going to ask you jacob like more about your lifestyle what you would want it to be in that situation like how you would live and where you would live but that kind of does the work for you in that department because you're you're traveling mm-hmm. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice not to have that many valuables to to have oh, yeah. where yeah. where you don't have to be concerned about keeping your home and everything up because you wouldn't have one because you're just moving around. But yeah. I I I do worry that I'd probably very quickly become homesick. Yeah. I don't know. Even though this is a, a a dream lifestyle that I would have, I don't know how long that could actually be sustained. Yeah. Well I mean, they, it, they it could say, be like a, a seasonal kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That 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 might that'd probably be a better way to do it. And the most important thing about this question here that you ask, Jacob, is that for many of us, what we dream would be the most the best thing to happen in our lives, the best place we could end up. The grass isn't greener. Like it, we dream about it. And in our minds, it sounds like the perfect thing ever. But in reality, I mean, the truth and the way the, the way our lives are, it just, it doesn't, nothing ever is the best, right? Yeah, you're totally right. So it's and... almost more fun to think about what we could be and what we can do and strive to do the things that we we love, knowing that there's no such thing as the perfect the perfect place to be at or the perfect thing to do, right? Yeah, Dylan, getting philosophical on us. Oh, that's what we do here <laughs> at the Brew Crew. Yeah, that's true. Beer. And- what about you, Jacob Novak? See, this is a this is a tough question because uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I am a little indecisive. What? What? No. Uh, But so for poor example, before I went to college, I was considering this is the story that I would tell on tours. Uh, Uh 
I, I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. Uh, so, like, I was thinking about doing video and media and things that I, en- like, I ended up doing. Uh, but I mm-hmm. also was considering going somewhere for music education. Or I was considering going somewhere to do, like, mathematics, which probably wouldn't have worked. Uh, <laughs> because I'm a dum-dum. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're not a dum-dum. No, you're not a dum-dum. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, that, this question kind of ties into that indecisiveness because like, I would like to be a working screenwriter, but beyond that, there is so many other things that I would like to continue to do. Like I, it would be amazing to be a working musician, uh, mm-hmm. or to be like a stand up who goes on SNL or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's kind of hard for me to narrow down, uh, what the career path would be because there, I have so many of those interests that are kind of like the what if scenarios if I went to college to do something else. Um, right. But yeah. why not combine those interests? You can you can definitely do something in theater, like theater production. Yeah, where... I mean I mean screenwriting and comedians often coexist. The musician part, not so much. Uh right. Like, Hamilton. I mean, with well, yeah, I mean I'm <laughs> thinking more like trombone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually doing so not not vocal. No, like, like maybe like maybe cor- choral or uh, <laughs> trombone. Okay, yeah, trombone. I I don't I don't have the voice to uh, be like an actual singer. I'm good at singing hey, bass. He he didn't either. <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah. Well, but Lin Manuel Miranda did. Mm. True. <laughs> you got him there. <laughs> but yeah, I th- I think for me the the lifestyle it kind of I I kind of think of it in terms of location and right. I would love to be based like in New York City. Yeah. Uh I think that would be a very cool place to be in terms of uh being there for the career, but also aesthetically, I think uh, that would just kind of vibe with me well. Mm-hmm. The city life is very attractive. It's sort of a novelty thing. I really enjoy living in walkable cities. Yeah. Um, it, there's something about being stuck to be having to be in a car to get anywhere that literally <laughs> makes me throw up. Um, just because it, 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 I, I loved when I was in Europe and this is the most cliche thing, but when I was in Europe and even in Pittsburgh, right. Two very different areas. Uh, I loved not having a car. I love not having a car payment. I love being able to rely on public transportation and my bike. And I felt like I was more free to go places than I was with a car. Sure. Yeah. And realistically, logistically, probably I wasn't right. But I don't know. And so in the place I'm living at now, it's a college town, but it's in rural PA, right? Right. And uh, it's a little different. And I, and I, and I, I feel like I'm a college, uh, a city guy, but, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you because they have like the mindset of being able to just drive somewhere is probably more practical but also just being in the mindset of, oh, I can just walk and go to this place, even though it might take yep. longer or you might not yep. have as many options as you could if you had a car. 
it's exactly. it's much more appealing to just walk and have the environment around you to kind of take in than just going on the highway and uh just gray and brown exactly <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's it's really interesting that you're you're thinking of new york city because both the places that you've lived in have been completely different from that that, that yes. environment because yeah. where you are right now living um in ohio and then central pa as well those are both yeah it, it's neither. like it is something where i i could go to nyc and end up hating it but yeah <laughs> But the, <laughs> yeah. the the idea of it is definitely appealing to me, and, and that's, that's exactly why I'm, I'm hoping at some point I can uh, get to like downtown Cleveland or something like that, and that would be a little closer to that experience. Yeah, I absolutely I feel that I feel that like Pittsburgh is no uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland obviously very similar cities, and that might make you throw up a little, Jacob. But in reality, it's very truthful, and. Uh, <laughs> And there's something about being in areas where there are just people of all different, all over, from all over parts of the world. And cities do that. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating to, to just see the, the locals and, and hear their stories and stuff. And, and part of my like videography stuff that I do and the storytelling that I do for work, like I, 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 I'm able to talk with people and I'm excited to hear what, their their view of life whether it's positive or negative or whatever it is it's fascinating and 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 rural america has that yes but cities have something else right yeah and it's fascinating to me yeah that's that's interesting that you bring that up because it reminds me of my experience as a tour guide in college uh obviously it's not a city environment but uh it would bring in a lot of different kinds of people uh for tours and so just meeting all those different people and hearing about their goals and what they want to do was honestly probably like my favorite part of the job um, mm-hmm. and broke me out of my shell a little bit because when I got to college, I probably would not have been a tour guide ever because I was super shy and not talkative. Um, but it's something about Juniata and being a tour guide just kind of brought it out of me uh, to want to make those connections and is it because of opportunity that you'd want to be in the city or just the lifestyle in general i think the the lifestyle uh i think the opportunity uh depending on the city is kind of inherently there in those fields um whether it is writing comedy music whatever um but the lifestyle specifically um i don't yeah it's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is but like what nate was talking about just being able to walk somewhere like some of my favorite times in college were when we just walked to boxers and Mm -hmm. got a picture there Mm -hmm. or something like that Mm -hmm. uh having that opportunity but on a much 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 bigger scale uh, (laughs) is is appealing to me which i mean i I guess would also require being living in a city where all you guys would be or, or other friends would be. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. That's yeah. true. I mean, the, what, what I've always liked about living in um, metropolitan area is 
I, I like the thought that there's always something happening around me, even though I may not necessarily be a part of it. Right, right, right. It's, absolutely. It's just that really cool feeling to know that, like, there's all this happening right here. Right. I remember yeah. you talking about that one time yeah. with me, and I completely agree because, you know, I when we lived, and and you, you probably did the same, you're, you're living this now, but for me, I mean, just knowing that there were a lot of people in the area doing things and I didn't want to do it, it still felt like I was in an area that had stuff going on. It wasn't depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's, it's just community. a feeling that it's alive. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like the there's so much to be said about having that sense of community uh, that is in like a college campus that we were on or in a big city that you don't necessarily yeah. get if you were say living in Huntington, but didn't have any affiliation with Juniata or if you're where right. I am now, uh, you don't always feel that, that sense of connection to everyone around you. But I think it's, it's much more present if you're living in a city. Now, what about you, Nate? Uh, for the original question. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Getting all the way around. Uh, I think for me, uh, it's really uh, right now I'm in a position that I love doing in my life, but I think to, to expand on that, I think my dream position would be to continue to do uh, videography and, and storytelling as I do. Uh, but, uh, in a, in a larger sense. So going off of what you said, Jacob and other Jacob, uh, I would love to work for like National Geographic and go around the world and oh, tell stories yeah. Uh, yeah. through video and through a lens of just other people's lived experiences. Like that right there would be my go-to job. And I understand like there's nothing really glamorous about that. There's nothing exciting really, except for the fact that you aren't, you are living your life through other people's lives while you're, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it. It gets so, me so excited to think about doing that. like photojournalism, something. Yeah, except I'm a videographer, so doing, yeah. doing, yeah, pretty much photojournalism, except telling stories through video, lots of interviews and 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 getting over language barriers and and talking to people from just different cultures, different areas, different views of life, right? Yeah, and uh, that that is always. Uh, been something that I would absolutely enjoy. And then, and then the realistic approach to this is I would uh, love to work for a small school uh, like, uh, like Juniata or something like that, doing their, you know, video marketing, their new media stuff. Uh, and that's probably a more achievable goal, hmm. but, but those are sort of my two uh, things that I would aspire, uh, aspire to do. Now yeah. I, I do want to get back to you, but real quick, let's jump back to me. <laughs> okay. It works for me. <laughs> just because uh, your words kind of just set the catalyst in me for what my real answer is. Oh, good, uh, good. Okay. It kind of reminds me oh, of nice. uh, uh, in Wyman after the premiere when we were doing the Q and A afterwards, and someone yes. asked me uh, what movies were my inspirations, and I completely mm -hmm. froze because I couldn't remember it. That's kind of what <laughs> happened here. It just unlocked for me. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, but I, just in terms of like the specific vein of writer or filmmaker or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, talking with my, my brothers and my parents, like when we were all together for Christmas, we watch 
uh, a movie and then we'd be like, oh, what what's this actor up to? And things like that. Like for watching The Office, like what did what did Pam what was Pam in after The Office and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I remember this moment where my mom said uh, she was in this one movie, but no, like I've never heard of it. I don't think anybody really cares about it. But it's the kind of thing where it's like, well, I, I love that movie and, and things like that. And I think my thing is, well, I think there's a, a stereotype, not a huge stereotype, but for screenwriters where it's like the, the white dude who writes screenplays for like dumb action movies. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> what I want to go for is more of those smaller indie movies that not a ton of people watch, but the people who do watch it connect with it and feel something uh, like there are so many movies uh, that I've watched that have had that effect on me. Like Brigsby bear uh, was one uh, there will be blood, uh, which is a little different because that's uh, a well-renowned movie. Uh, that is yeah. that what got uh, what's his name? Um, Daniel Lee Lewis, best actor and things like that. But those mm-hmm. kinds of movies that doesn't really uh, fit with what everybody wants to watch. And obviously I love my Marvel movies, but mm-hmm. just <laughs> doing those like comedy dramas, those dramedies uh, that just help connect with someone and make them think about themselves. Think about who you are. Uh, oh, get out of here. <laughs> oh, get, yeah. Uh, just the, those kinds of movies. That, that's kind of why, why I want to. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, those are, that's connecting people is kind of my main drive for, uh, right. for writing stuff. And so I think be, having that kind of presence in video uh, or film or writing or something like that is, is something that I, I would love to strive towards. Wow. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's you though. That's absolutely you. Hmm. So, so this exercise that we did doesn't have anything to do with what we, with our dreams are in the future. It has more to do with finding out who we are on this show. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Jacob likes food. Jacob likes oh. to, to <laughs> see what I did there? No, no, no. But, no, hey. but really, it's interesting to, to hear yeah. uh, everyone's response to that. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and teaching is something. I think what I learned at Juniata is that I do love the academic environment. So being able to teach and give absolutely. back in that way is something that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jacob, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, Nate, your, what, your response also brought up more of like the reason why. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Why I would want to travel, and it's similar to you. I I want to experience those different cultures, right? And add the way to get us for for me. I view the easiest way to connect with other people is through food. Absolutely, and absolutely. You, sure, you can see and um, look through a. Uh, person's culture through food and mm-hmm. i i just i don't know having those two together is just such an amazing thing because by doing that you're also learning so much through those experiences right right yeah, uh, yeah that's a good point now nate just because i I started to interrupt uh your answer <laughs> uh i don't want to yeah. shortchange you i want to get back to what you were saying um, yes. So you're talking about Nat Geo and and being able to yeah. travel in that sense. 
yeah. but also teaching. And those are kind of in at a small school and those are kind of diametrically opposed right. ideas. Right. So I'm wondering uh what you envision uh as your your home lifestyle like are you in a city or are you in rural uh like what are you imagining there right right so uh obviously i loved every second that i lived in the cities that i lived in so the cities i lived in for the longer periods of time were uh, and i'm not counting huntington so this is after i graduated so the cities <laughs> i lived in the longest uh were with uh, Brno in the czech republic which is the second largest city in the Czech Republic behind Prague. Shout and then, out, been there. Yeah, and then Pittsburgh. Yep, and Pittsburgh was significantly smaller than Brno, but it was a city in the U.S., and, and I absolutely loved living in those places. Now I live in a college town, and, and I, I will find myself living back in the city. I know I will. There is something nice to say about having your own more space and not paying – you know, a hundred dollars per square foot or $500 per square foot to live in a right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I would absolutely love to be in an area that just is filled with people who are different than me and, and people who are similar to me and, and just with lots of things going on, things that I don't like, things that I do like all of that type of stuff. Hmm. And I don't know if that fits in with the type of job that I've chose, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, my, one of my biggest mentors and my, one of my biggest, uh, the people who really helped me through college to become the person I am, uh, is actually the person who does the videos for Juniata. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the reason I look up to him and the reason I would like to have a job like him is because he was such a great mentor to me. And maybe that's the connection. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I do want to mention, I feel like uh, you, you mentioned uh, maybe the, the career that you've chosen doesn't necessarily build to that idea. But I feel like the uh, a video inherently is kind of something, it's whatever you make it. Because uh-huh. you, can, you can have a job like I did where, where you're just making videos, screen, screen capping about how to use this form and integrate mm-hmm. Google Drive and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there are the Nat Geo type of jobs uh, or the the small college type of jobs that might bring you out and, and have you meet and help different kinds of people. And right. uh, I feel like vid- the career of being in video is kind of what you make of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what doesn't help, though, is being in a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, wow. That was actually a very fascinating conversation. I'm glad that we had that. Yeah. Take that, everyone else. Yeah, you weren't invited. <laughs> well, I do want to say, I, I think I've brought this up before, but do you know what really blows is Nat Geo used to have an office a two-minute walk from my house. Whoa, really? Yeah. And you know what I got turned into? Hmm. A Walmart. police station. Oh. <laughs> wow. Did they no longer oh. need a suburban DC office? I'm not sure. So it, this was when I was I was younger. Is um, I think they uh, they moved out when I was probably about like ten or twelve. Uh huh. Um, I'm not sure actually what happened, but 
just saying, like, I would, like you, I'd love to, to work for a Nat Geo. Uh-huh. And that would just been amazing to to literally walk to the office and be only two minutes away from it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But nope. Wow. <laughs> now I have to be a cop. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. All right. Uh, last call, boys. Uh, before we wrap things up, I was just wondering, a couple weeks ago, I can't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago. Time is meaningless. Um, but we were talking about uh, things that we were doing to stay creative and also just what we're doing to better ourselves in this moment during quarantine and things like that. So I'm, I'm wondering if uh, what you guys have been doing uh, outside of just work and sleep and eat and things like that. Yeah, so um, I actually ended up getting a ton of plants. Oh, really? And yeah, it, it kind of was a stress lever and I... I ended up um, potting them and and setting them all up, and it I don't know, it just made me feel good because I've it was something I'd been wanting to do for a while, and I finally ended up splurging and and buying a lot, hmm. wow. and it it kind of relaxed me. And also, just having plants in my room in general. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, dude. You'll have to send uh-huh. some pictures uh, our way because that stuff's that stuff's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I I did a it's it's similar to buying plants and making my <laughs> room look better. Uh-huh. Except not at all because I cleaned up my corkboard with all of my story ideas uh to get set for uh oh, trying yes. to plan oh, out some new stuff. A clean um, slate helps. Yeah. I oh, I, yeah. St- I still have some of my old stuff up but I've just I've left some space for new things that mm-hmm. hopefully we get to uh work together on uh in the future soon which we we should actually probably like talk to each other about that not just yes. over text <laughs> we absolutely should, we absolutely should. But, yeah. foreshadowing things to the future for yeah. our audience out there uh but yeah that, that was kind of the thing i think for me cleaning just motivates me to do oh, yeah. other things mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. just having a clean space just makes me feel more at ease to start working and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will mm-hmm. say also, I mentioned it briefly uh, after our podcast last week, but uh, I downloaded Duolingo and I've yes. been picking back up German and trying to uh, learn that again. Um, and it's, Duolingo obviously isn't the perfect way to learn a language, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but it, it is yeah. kind of, helping me remember some of the basics that I, I might've forgotten for when, uh, from when I took it, uh, for a year in college. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so that has been kind of a nice daily routine of just doing like 15 minutes of Duolingo, uh, and being able to say, uh, how are you in German? Yeah. How, how do you say, right? how are you? Uh, V Gates. V Gates. I guess that's not v. a Gates. perfect example. Cause I think that was literally the name of our textbook in german yes that was really uh yeah (laughs) but yeah so so that's that's kind of the big two things that i i've been up to uh in terms of just kind of bettering myself i guess yeah just doing something and and doing it every single day that's awesome i think for me it was i didn't do too much but i ended up i have these big uh video lights that i have for the gigs that i do and I finally set them up in my studio room so that when I am on Zoom calls, 
and doing other video things, I actually have adequate lighting. So I actually look good in the videos. Mm. And so my space is actually oh. starting to come together as a studio. Um, and the next step to that is, is setting up the, uh, the, the microphone uh, stuff for it. So, so the space is looking a lot more like a studio. Of course, I've been working remote for the past year and we'll probably be looking at another at least half a year remote again. And so um, I finally got my act together and, and made it, <laughs> made nice. it more into the space that I can be, that can be used useful. So, so yeah. that's what I did and it's been pretty fun. Nice. I'd, I'd also yeah, love to awesome. see some pictures of, of that studio space. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Maybe <laughs> you can pose in there. Yeah. Looking yeah. Sexy. Looking good. <laughs> you got to get a green screen up in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we can Photoshop you. Some cheesy green screen backgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can use you as clickbait for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all I have to say is that was a fantastic conversation today. And yeah, I'm glad that, was, that we were able to yeah. continue our weekly uh, content. Yeah, that was lovely. I think we we held it up even though there's only the three best of us. Yeah. Oh, Honestly, yeah. I think this means that we can kick the others out permanently. Yeah. The, <laughs> the real question will be if they listen to this all the way to hear me say kick them out permanently and see if they react. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's just going to be the first five. Yeah, yeah, we're going to set up a new Discord server without them. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess uh, th- thank you, gents, for uh, joining me today. That that was a really fun, fun conversation, even if we didn't go the full six-hour session that I had planned for us. <laughs> and and as, as per usual, I think uh, next week we will be continuing the conversation with a, a topic brought to us by uh, Evan Quinter. Um, or oh, yes. Jacob Latour, I guess we'll be doing Jacob Latour, yeah, it's, and yeah. then Quinter will be the next week. So um, that's some exciting yeah. stuff. To look forward to. Yeah, look forward to that. Uh, until then, boys. Cheers. 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 Cheers.